Thank you, Ward Mills, for building the most beautiful, the biggest, the best church in the whole wide world. I am saying it, the best church in the whole wide world. Amen. Amen. No, listen. Yesterday I was saying something that if, if he hadn't built this church, like me, where would I pass? <laughs> we come and we preach at a convention. Hey, how? Where? I mean, he's a great man. And, and for me, Charlie, bring it down, okay, so that I can hear what I'm saying. It's important to me. Amen. Great. This is a man that I describe as a phenomenon. It means, is it, is he, listen, he is something happening. He's not, he's not a person, but he's something that is happening. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's a very powerful. Put your hands together for him again. Amen. I'm, I'm very happy that he's my father too. Amen. And I want you to put your hands together for Reverend Patrick Bruce. Look. I don't know any man who has patience like that man. <laughs> I don't know any man who has patience like that man, I tell you. Amen. He's a very powerful man. I mean, recently I had some issue be with somebody. And the issue, you know, the way the issue was, it was giddy giddy. When we went to the office, the person was the person was annoyed. Red eyes. Reverend Patrick just cool, cool, cool. No. The whole matter became cool. They went out of the office. I, 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 I did not imagine how somebody can do it. But that man has an anointing on his life. It's, it's unusual. He's a very great pastor. And he's the one pastoring me. Amen. And he has allowed me to come here. He's a great man. Amen. And yesterday, I forgot to mention to you that another person, Lady Reverend Joy. She's my mother. I tell you. And you see, you see, besides that she's my mother. She's my friend. Not many people. You, if you have a lady reverend like her as your friend, you will not be. I'm not easy. Do you understand, friend? She's my friend. When she, she calls me her friend, you look at me, you look at her. Yesterday I was sitting down here. When I came here, I said that Charlie, I've been nervous the whole day. She sent a text message back and said, I am praying for you. You know somebody's praying for you when you are preaching. She's, she was praying for me as I was preaching. She was praying for me. Amen. Put your hands together for it. It's a very 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 powerful woman and i'm very happy to have her in my life amen amen and then we want to put our hands together for reverend dr Ni lie brown hey. look <laughs> i said i told you something it is true today i was thinking about it and i realized actually i think you know he, when you are working with him you learn how to do things when they must be done there's no impossible, too difficult, no time at all. One day, one day he sent me a text message. He said, he said, I was I woke up in the morning, early morning. Then he said, Let the let the Northern Ghana website be up and running. ASAP. So in the morning, no, early morning, when you wake up in the morning, you get a text message like, let the <laughs> Website to be up and running. ASA. So when I saw the text message, it means that I had to rearrange everything in my day so that the website can be up and running. ASAP. It's not a question. It's not a request. It should be running. I tell you that man. Put your hands together for you. It's great. <laughs> it's too much. 
Amen. And he's a pastor of this beautiful church. Amen. Yeah. If things are happening, when you're in a place and things are happening and are working well, because there's a good father in the house who is making sure that things don't spoil, things are always moving well. Amen. And you, and you see, one of the things I've come to do in this place is to teach you to be able to receive the men of God as men of God. Do you understand? That's why I just said I was trying to show you that when the words are coming out of the man's mouth, it's, it's, it's coming from God and there's a certain way to receive it. It can only change you when you are receiving with a certain attitude. Amen. Doesn't matter who he is, man of God, man of God. Hallelujah. We want to put your hands together for Aunt Linda. She's great. Great. Hey. Look. They are. They are. Oh. It's powerful. <laughs> Amen. I am I am so glad that she's in my life. Yeah. Because you see, you think that you have come to a convention to be blessed, but I, I was blessed from the day I got the invitation. Do you understand it? Until now, I'm the most blessed of all of you who are here. You know, and because it's because she has created an opportunity and she has put me in that opportunity, and it's not, it's not something to be taken lightly. I'm very, very grateful for it. Okay, put your hands together. Great, the great pastor. Amen. Amen. Okay, my wife is here. And I want to salute all the safety chairs who are here. Uncle Prosper. And Sichu, I didn't know was a safe with a safe baby coming. Forgive. <laughs> and then we have Auntie Abigail. And then Aunt Selassie. And then we have where is Lay Minister? <laughs> you didn't come to see your choir. Man! <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I want to thank God for all of you who are here today. It's because you are here that we are having so much, so much fun in the presence of God. It's the best place to be on a day like this. Amen. And I believe and I pray to God that you, you will not go back. You will not go back home the same. Something will happen to you. One of the prayers I pray when I when I come into a service is that Lord let the transformation be permanent. See, there are some changes that come, then after some time they go, but let this one be permanent. Let it be. Let it happen and let it stay. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for another night. We thank you for your presence in this place. We can feel it and we know that, Lord, you have come into our gathering to bless us. All that you have thinking towards us are things that will cause us to prosper and to bring us to unexpected end. Lord, we thank you for the love that you have shown to us. We cannot measure it. We give you praise. We give you glory. Today I pray for everyone who is here, O oh God. Lord, let our hearts be positioned right, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. May our eyes be open, O oh God, to, to see you, O oh God, and to see you in your word, O oh Lord. May our ears be open to hear you clearly, O oh God. Let there be no confusion in the heart or in the mind of anyone in this place, in the mighty name of Jesus. Fill this place with your spirit, O oh God. Let understanding come, O oh God. Let clarity descend, O oh God, from the heavens, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. May someone hear you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. May there be deliverance, O oh God. May there be healings, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. May there be release Please, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, let your words come out of my mouth, O God, unchanged, untainted, Lord. May your word come out, O God, in demonstration, O God, of your spirit and of power. Bless us in this place, O God, and leave a change in our lives, O God, 
that is permanent. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, say amen louder. Amen. All right, you may take your seats in the church. And I want to thank uh, Mama Shine for hosting my guests. Amen. When you go tell her that I, I said that I'm very grateful. That I brought my people and then they're in her house and she's feeding them. <laughs> very powerful. Amen. But it's one of the things that, one of the things, that there is no way that I can get Tamale out of my system. It's impossible. When I went for ISI, I was hanging around the Tamale guys everywhere they passed. Last year, Sean come, I was sleeping in their house. Even though I came with my people, I left them and I was working with the Tamale guys. You guys are just so, I mean, I cannot separate myself. It's just so nice to have you. Amen. Right. Okay. Good. Today we are here again. Amen. And like yesterday, how many were here yesterday? God sent me to come and tell you something today too. Amen. And I like what, I like what, what he has sent me to say. Amen. Oh, you don't mind me again. Uh, it's when you finish all the jumping and things, no, then it's like, <laughs> look, be spiritual people. <laughs> Amen. Today, today, the title of my message is Tied and Waiting. You see, to tie something. So, Tied and Waiting. <laughs> Amen. Okay. All right. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Mark. Again. Mark 11. If you give me King James, I'll be very happy with you. <laughs> I'll be your friend. Mark 11, verse 1. Okay, so let me read from my, from my Bible. Okay, from here. All right, now this is a story that we know. Okay, we're not going to be here for very long. I promise you, we'll close very, very soon. So if you don't pay attention, before you realize we have closed, and you have missed something. Now, here is a story that we know, okay, when Jesus was about to go into Jerusalem in the last days of his passion. How many people know what, when they say the passion of Jesus Christ, you know why they call it passion? I, I used to wonder why they call it passion. How many of you have talked about it before? The movie is called The Passion of, of the Christ. Those, those days are, are called his passion. I don't know why, but it may probably because of the amount of feeling not, not necessarily because he was in pain. It was, I mean, a lot of anxiety and pain. He was afraid and all that. So probably that's feeling together, you know. But this was the last days when Jesus was going to walk into Jerusalem, okay? And then the rest of the things will happen to him. They will catch him. They will arrest him. They will try him. They will crucify him and all of that, okay? And it says, And when they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a coat tied, whereon never man sat. Lose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do, you, do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the coat tied by the door without in, without, in a place where two ways met. And they lose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye? Losing the coat. And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. Continue. And they brought the coat to Jesus, and the garments upon him, on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches of the trees, and strode them in the way. 
9. And they that went before, and they that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm sure somebody is wondering what is, what is he going to preach from this one to. <laughs> Amen. But I want to show you a few things. And then we'll close. Now, remember when he says, he says in, verse, in verse 1, that go your way, verse 1. It says, verse 2. <laughs> Are you bored? <laughs> okay, verse 2. And said unto them, go into the village opposite you. And said unto them, go your way into the village over against you. How many remember? This sounds familiar. You remember in Luke 14, 23, when the, the man organized the supper and he asked the guys to go and call the, his friends, no? And they gave excuses. In verse 23, he says they should, they should go into the highways and into the hedges. You remember that thing? Okay, so, so keep the two connected in your mind. We'll come to it. I just want you to see that there's something here and something there. They look alike. Okay, okay. Right. So, the first thing that I want to show you, okay, is that I'm going to show you five things. Now, we are talking about the, the most important character or element in our scripture that we are reading is the coat. That's why I said that you should. So, he says, watch, he says, you shall find a coat tied. Tied is the first thing. Are you in the church? Are you in the church? So, I want to show something. The first thing that I want to show you from the scripture that we are reading is the first one is the coat. C-O-L-T. Coat. Number one. Coat. I don't know how you're going to write in your notebook. In my notebook, it is number one. Coat. <laughs> or a coat. Amen. Now, in this scripture, if you read this one from another, a more contemporary Bible, they translate this as a young ass or a young donkey. Now, in the English dictionary, coat represents a young horse. How many people are in the chest still? Okay. This is a quote. Who is a young donkey? Who at the end of the story has people spreading things on the ground and him working on it? That, notice, you see, it, it may be, a, 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 well, at a glance, it seems as if Jesus is the one who they are spreading a thing for. It is true. But who is stepping on them? The donkey. It's not the donkey. He's the one. It's, it, 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 the fans, if it's the fans, it's for Jesus Christ. No. They are taking some. That's what I want to show you tonight. I want to show you the, the steps that that cult took, went through to reach the end there when he receives glory. Are you with me? Okay. So, now, in the English nation, it says, a cult is a young, a young, and castrated male horse. Every one of those words is important. I'm telling you. <laughs> so pay attention. It's a young and castrated male horse. In particular, one less than four years old. Okay. I want to show you that that cause is you. Number one. The fact that that cold is uncastrated means that his sex drive is intact. True or not true? How many have some sex drive which is intact in the church? 
<laughs> how many of you know that? How many of you know that horses don't take their sex lightly? It's a very serious business to them. <laughs> okay. So, so listen. I want you to be able to see yourself in this quote because the quote we are describing is just like you. Number one, the quote is uncastrated. It is young, it is uncastrated, which means that he has a lot of energy. Energy. Are you with me? When, your sex, when you are growing older and your sex drive is reducing, so is your energy also reducing. It's like that. So if your energy is, your sex drive is there, the guys who are not married, the guys who are married, there's a difference. That's why I'm not married. I have energy in them. Plenty. <laughs> Just there. Do you understand it? Oh. Like, oh you're not responding to treatment today. Oh. You're making the whole thing some way. <laughs> then number two. It says that a young uncastrated male horse which is less than four years old. Now let me show you something. The life expectancy of a modern domestic horse is 25 to 30 years old. Which means that today, horses, a horse, the average age that a horse will get to, it will die natural death, is 30 years old. Are you with me? So, if you take 4 years old as a fraction of 30, how many are still with me? So, 4 years, so this, this this quote is four years old. A grown-up one, which will die, will be 30. If we assume, if we assume that life expectancy of human beings is 70 years old, okay, then the fraction of 30, which will give four years for the quote, okay, for a human being is nine years old. So, so the equivalent of this quote in this church is a nine-year-old boy or girl. Hey, how many people are following me still? How many people are still in the church? I'm trying to show you something. So you are seeing yourself. So, so when you see quote, see another nine year. Who is nine years old in the church? Nine years old. Yeah. Are you in the church? Are you see what I'm trying to show you? Now, if what I'm going to describe to you can happen to a nine year old, then you who are older than this person, it's happening to you fully. It's you are in the place. In fact, you have wasted too much time, but it is not too late. You are, you are in the place to apply, to, to qualify for this particular thing. Are you in the church? I, I'm not feeling... I don't know why. I'm not feeling you tonight. I wonder why. Are you confused? Or you are waiting to understand what I'm saying? Right. Now, the word comes from the Swedish, which is spelled K-U-L-T, and is applied to boys or to half-grown animals. That is quote. Do you understand where we are going now? <laughs> Number two. The quote was tied. Are you with me? Now, in English, to tie means to restrict or to limit to a particular place or situation. You see, I found out that there are three things that can do. I said we are going to close right now. Even the way I respond in Christ is not working. It's not working the message, so... We'll closing very soon. Now look, I want to show something. What I'm trying to describe 
is a certain gradual process of when Jesus is, is going to the, the, place, the, the place of the most importance. Because he came from heaven to earth for the, those last days. Are you with me? And when he wants to enter into that last place of significance, of importance, he chooses a coat. In the same way to today, God is choosing coats. And I have tried to establish, to try to show you that this coat, which was four years old or less than four years old, its equivalent is also here in the church. And I'm trying to show you that God has chosen you too. But the first thing about the coat is that when Jesus sent the disciples to go and find the coat, it was tied. Three things that, that tie us before God comes to, to us. Okay? It's one, sin. When the person is unsaved, sin is what is tying you. The definition says to restrict somebody or something to a particular situation or location. You are tied. When it's tied, you cannot move. Now, remember that. Remember where the coat is going. That coat is going to Jerusalem. The city of God. In heaven, there is a new Jerusalem. <laughs> Do you see the parallel? So, that, so, so that coat, even, you see, I don't know how Jesus knew the coat was there. But all the while that it had been tied there, it was supposed to be in Jerusalem at a particular time. Do you understand it? it that coat is tied by, but it's supposed to be at this particular point today, today, this point. That coat must be on its way to Jerusalem. You must be on your way to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is where the most important event happens. What converts us from sinners into people who, who can inherit the kingdom of God, it happened when Jesus walked, went into Jerusalem. But, but this coat is tied because it's an unbeliever. It's unsaved. So that's the first one is sin. Number two, when that coat becomes saved, the next thing that restricts it and keeps it tied is carnality. Oh. <laughs> How many people are in the church still? Canality. First Corinthians 2.14, what does it say? Oh, you remember we learned this thing in the church here? How many remember First Corinthians 2? We were learning here. <laughs> First Corinthians 2. When I came to you, brethren, I came not in... Yeah. Okay. So, verse 14. Do you have it? It says, listen to this. It says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually descended. So, this quote cannot tell that at this juncture, I must be on my way to the most important place, Jerusalem, because it is carnal. It, it cannot receive. It, it cannot begin to perceive <laughs> what God is doing. Hi, people are, who is confused? You look confused. How people can see that the coach is in a bad situation. He's saved with the Holy Ghost. He has been picked up and turned around. But he's still in the same place. You were there tied when you were unsaved. But after he raised you up, he picked you up, he filled you with the Holy Ghost, he saved you, he turned you around. You, he turned around still tied because you cannot receive the things of God. Because they are spiritually sent. You are not spiritual. And that's how some people are in the church. You have been born again for the past two years in the church. But we cannot see that you are supposed to be walking to Jerusalem. Doing the most important thing that God wants to be done. Understand this. 
that by going to Jerusalem, by getting arrested and getting killed, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world, the purpose of the movement to Jerusalem was so that anyone who believes will not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the purpose. And you see, I'm trying to show something. Jesus was on the coat, which means everywhere he went, the coat went to. Jesus was moving to a place of significance, and so was the coat, and so should you be. But you are where you are because you are canal. You cannot perceive, you cannot receive spiritual things. You are quiet today, and I wonder why. When we are memorizing verses in church, I have, I have seen some people, they, they are just in the church. She, she will not open her mouth. She won't say some. When we come for prayer meeting and we are praying, the people stand at the, at the back there and then they are chatting. When you wake up in the morning, of all the things that come into your mind, the least, the last, is your quiet time. That is why you are still tired. That is why you are still tired. Oh, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. That is why you are still tired. Because by now, you should be on your way to Jerusalem. But look at where you are. And let me do something. Let no one deceive you that, you know, uh, the Christian life, no, uh, we can live it different, different. You know, some people are, some people are supposed to be choristers, choir directors, you know, shepherds, preaching, evangelists, this, this, but there are some people too, they are supposed to be church members. It's not true. It is, I don't, look, it is a lie of the devil from the pit of hell, I am telling you. Today I saw a scripture, I was having my quiet time. And I saw that even that the, that the purpose of Jesus dying so that you can become born again, he says that, that we may bear fruit for God. It always is the end the end of it is that something must come out of your life that is fruitful for God. There is nothing like, you know, there are different callings. Some of us, we are also called to be church members. After all, can we all be pastors? Foolish. <laughs> if all of us in this room were pastors, we will still have a problem saving all the unsaved young people in this town. So what nonsense are you preaching? That some of us are meant to be come to church, be in the church, uh, be spiritual. Be spiritual. <laughs> oh, I'm, look, I didn't travel to come and be talking here so that you can also be here and be doing your... Don't, don't be serious. I am preaching something, you see. Let me tell you something. I can promise you something. If you don't allow yourself to begin to progress on the way to Jerusalem, okay, now, by all means, by the time your life is over, you will know that you should have. There is nobody, there is nobody who comes to live a life of insignificance and then when he's going, he's dying, he's about to die, 
he's about to die and he's going out of the world. No? He's feeling okay that, okay, I came into the world. I didn't do anything really much and I'm going to die and I'm okay. It is not true. It, it, there is nobody. You, you, will, you will feel it. That is, what, that is what you are. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are God's workmanship created unto good works which God had ordained before time that we should walk in them. So what do you mean that you are still tied? Why are you still tied? When you should be on your way to Jerusalem? I'm talking to somebody in the church. I've been in the church. You have become born again. You are making, you are making the, 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 the blood of Jesus that he shed for you, you know, almost like waste. You are, we are not even seeing any other, any other benefit of the born again in your life. Born again, you know, all the other things that come with it, you know, we are not even seeing those other ones. And this one too that you can do that, we can do that, Charlie. The guy is born again, we are not even seeing that one. It's, 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 why you are so tired? Because you are, it says that the, the, the things of God, you know, they are foolishness to him. The fact that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and needs a coat, you know, when they tell you about it, you say, what? He's going where? To do what? And he wants who? Please. I'm sitting myself where I'm tied. I'm already happy, happy where I'm tied. There's a cool shade. I'm sure there was a tree where he was tied. And there was a shade on him. And he was feeling cool where he was. He said, we are going where? To do what? <laughs> he needs who? <laughs> Me. Because you are, because this is how you are. You are a natural man who receives not the things of the Spirit of God. Because they are foolishness to you. Come and let's go for evangelism Saturday morning. He said, what? We are going where? To do what? <laughs> is it what is it? The month of evangelism. So, so, eh? Anna, Anna what? Anna, Anna what? Kazo. Eh? What is that? <laughs> and and they say they say who who and who and who are coming for the this thing? No? Who? Choristers, shepherds. The whole church. Are you sure you heard it well? Hey. Me, my Saturday mornings are the only times I get space to try and relax. So, <laughs> this Saturday afternoon, that the sun is, is shining like this, no? We are now going to visit secondary school to go and, and do what? And they will not even listen to you too when you go and you are trying to call them. They that you are not born again, you are going to call them. Because they too, they will not even, even mind. You say we are going where? Because this is your state. You are tied. This is what is happening to you. Canality. The third thing that keeps you tied is ignorance. Yeah. Ignorance. Your ignorance of what the word of God says about who you are. That you are a person of significance. I told you, the Bible says that angels, when they heard about the plan that God was coming to die for the sons of men, they say, what? This is too complex. No. You, you, see, you see, unless you have brought yourself to proper study of this thing we call the gospel. It's the gospel that we have been preaching about. Many, many of us, you see, many, I think that many of the problems that we have answering that is, the, is that the, the basic, the understanding of the basic gospel, we don't, it's mind-blowing. No? Do you understand mind-blowing? If you, you see, the Bible says that in, in Hebrew, it says that, it says that the prophet, they waited 
they waited to see the prophecy fulfilled in their day. But then they were told that the prophecy was not meant for them, but those who will come after them. What I'm saying is, it, is it true or is it not true? Yeah. So when is it so? When they are in heaven and they see, it's like, eh, it's like, it's like they they just they just they, 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 they see, eh, God. But this hypocrite, why, why? But you see, you don't know. That's why you are tired. Your ignorance is keeping you where you are because you don't understand what that whole thing meant. The whole process of I am going to Jerusalem to go and be hung on a cross. You, you, you don't know what it means. So you say they say, Come and let's go. You say, but you, you don't know that actually the man is giving you an opportunity to do the most significant thing, not even here on earth alone, no, but that's something that counts for eternity. You don't know that that is what he has called you. Say, Leave me alone. I want to be tied to the tree. Don't you see that the sun is shining over there? The shade is here. How many people are in the church? You know, my me. I came to preach and I'm preaching with my strength. I don't know why. <laughs> what you are. I, that's why I came. Amen. How many people are see what I'm trying to show you? Yeah. You don't know what this book says about you. You have no idea. In, the, in, in, in somewhere, 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 towards the end of the Bible, I don't remember what verse. The Bible says that, the Bible says, says something about, you see, in the King James, the King James guys, eh, they, they did a great job, but sometimes they spoil some of the scriptures, some of the verse, with some of the words. There's a scripture that says that, that says that, um, um, uh, so it's a scripture that is in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, okay? And it says something that, it says, it says that what is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of God, the son of man that, that you visited him, something like that. Then it says that thou, thou, thou hast made him a little lower than angels. Now, in the, in the Greek, when they were translated in the, in, the, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, it was translated correctly. But when they translated Greek one, then they said thou, thou hast made him a little lower than angels. But the word there, the word there, the original, from the original Old Testament, let me say it slowly. The scripture was quoted from the Old Testament. Somebody was preaching in the New Testament and then he quoted it from the Old Testament. Do you understand it? Now, in the Old Testament, what the scripture says in the Hebrew, it says, thou hast made him a little lower than angels. What they translate as angels, no. In the Hebrew, it is Elohim. Elohim. Elohim is the name for God, for for God in three persons, the three. So when the Bible says, in, in the beginning, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and he said, let us make man in our, in our image. And God said, and, and God said, what you, you read in the Genesis, that, and God said, the word God there in the Hebrew is, and Elohim said, because Elohim stands for the three of them. Anytime the three of them are doing something together, and you see the, the, it's Elohim that you use, so and Elohim says, So listen, no, he says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited him, thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim, which is not the same as angels. But you don't know your, your ignorance of the Bible, no, it, that's, it, it, so, so you have constantly, it's like. It's like Hey, me, I'm a coat that has been tied to a tree. I'm getting shade. Leave me where I am. 
but you have no idea that that the man who has called you to come, we are going to Jerusalem. No, you and him, you see, you are you are just a little lower than him. It's just it's not it's just a little lower is far. The gap between you and an angel, no, is far. Not a little lower than angel. So the guy didn't answer the thing. Well, I'm telling you something. No, if you don't believe me, go and check. <laughs> The guy is not it is not a little lower when we are arranging the thing, you know, when we are arranging it, we'll arrange Elohim up there, we'll put you under him before the angels will come. Not you. That is why they are surprised. That's why when, when they look at it, they say, ah, this doesn't make sense. These guys are so bad. <laughs> bad. But God Himself will get down from heaven and come and die. It is so mind blowing. Your ignorance of what God thinks about you, what God says about you, what he thinks, what he thinks about who he thinks you are, that ignorance is what is making you there under that tree, tied. Sit in the church, don't want to do anything. Even the small that they will call you and by force give to you, you don't do it well. Because you have, because you are ignorant of what the Bible, what God thinks about you. About that thing that you are even doing. That you, that you will be the one. Jesus had been walking the whole of his ministry. He walked from here. They walked from here. The only times that he sat in, in, on anything was in a boat when they were crossing the, the sea. But most times when they are on land, he's walking. On this one, Jesus had gone to Jerusalem a number of times though. If you read from the, from the beginning of his ministry. He's gone to Jerusalem a number of times. He, he, he walked all those times. He Why does he choose a coat on this particular occasion? Why? Why? Why is that on this particular occasion when he decides to go to Jerusalem, a place he has gone and come several times, he chooses to call you. Come, let me sit on you. Come and let me sit on you. We are going to save the world. <laughs> eh? Go and tell that quote that he should allow you to release him, to untie him because we are going to save the world. Then the quote says, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. I like where I am, a church member. When I come, I'll sit at the back of the church. Before we finish sharing the grace, I'll go. I'll be the first one to get out of the out of the door. I don't want any of those Jerusalem business that you are going to do. No, 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 no. Pilate, I've heard his name. I don't know who he is. I don't care about him. Herod and all these other guys. I like where I am under the tree, getting shade, chewing grass. And and see, don't let your mind don't let your mind move from the fact that that colt was less than four years old. Jesus called him young. Called him, I'm talking to you. This scripture is about you. He called him, he found him when he was young. When the energy was still there. He says, come, let's go. We are going to save the world. World saving is not for grown-ups and old men and old women. You think that that is for uh, lay ministers and pastors who sit in the front of the seats. World saving, the world saving business. When Jesus was looking for someone to save the world, he would look a four-year-old. I said the equivalent is nine years old in human terms. That is, if even life expectancy is 70 years. Nowadays, it's not 70 years. So, the, if you reduce the life expectancy, then the age also reduces. <laughs> you are here, 18 years old. So that's why, you see, <laughs> I will not say it. Look, before I left here, I had some, some personal quarrels with some people who are sitting in the church today. <laughs> yeah. And when, when I heard that some people had been promoted to the main church, I said, Child, sister, do it. I'm with you. <laughs> I said, promote them. Promote them. I, I am for the promotion. 
Because I was going to do the promotion myself before I left in a hurry. So promote them. Promote them. Let them be promoted. If it is the promote, you see, because at some point I had, I had, I had grown so tired that even, even, please forgive me if it is you I'm talking about. I've not mentioned anybody's name. Even when you call somebody and you give him the job, it's not, you see, it's a different when somebody comes in and says, oh, um, pastor, you know, I've been in this church for a while now and I don't do anything in the church, so please, is there anything that you, you want me to do? It, it, that is not it all. That's one cry like is okay. When you call him and say, come, do this for me. From today onwards, when we come to church on Sunday, this is what you'll be doing. That's one crample. Person will not do. Either you are carnal or you are ignorant. It's one of the two things. I say, promote them. I know that when they come here, something is here. It will, it will loosen them. <laughs> Something is here, we're losing them. If you cannot losing them where you where they are, bring them here. Something is here to losing them. Yeah, yeah. And see, please, me, I've come to preach. I am enjoying it, and I'll go back to Kumasi. Let me tell you something. I'm, I am begging you. If you sit in this church or in any church that you are, and there is nothing that you are doing that counts for eternity, eternity. One of my favorite English words is eternity. When I hear it, then something is doing me. Do you understand eternity? When you, it's like, eesh. when you were thinking the song, he said, said, will I stand in your presence? Suddenly, I, I closed my eyes and I began, to see, I began to imagine myself like, this, this is Jesus. This is me. It's like, it's like at last, like this, today is a day. Today is a day. Here I am. I open my eyes. I open my eyes and yeah. I said, hey, I have been waiting to see like, today is the day and I felt the same way like, will I stand will I kneel down what will I do you are sitting in the church here you don't care about any of these things God forgive you your sins how many people are catching what I'm saying that is important you must not you must you must me I say that God brought me this, to this tamale he himself brought me here me I believe it do you understand it I believe it with all my heart because see, and you see, some of you, it was only recently I realized that eh, me, I had been doing shepherding long before. I had sheep. My sheep, they are there. I can call them, I can line them up. You will see. One of my sheep is the chief elder at Tech. He was my sheep when he was in Jesus. I finished SS, so I was shepherding him. Recently, he was telling me that he remembers when I used to come to visit him in school. No, I had some verse B. I, he said, I, I, I was, sh- so I, I realized that, ah, Sana Revelation is coming on. They were coming, they were coming way back. Some verse B, he was, t- I, I couldn't even remember the verse. Some verse, some, some verse B, then I, I was, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> long time, it's not today. Long time more after I said, you are sitting down here. You, nothing. And you don't feel bad about it. Either you are carnal or first of all, whether you are unbeliever means you are unsaved or you are carnal or you are ignorant. Let's continue. The quote is going, it's moving. So when they found the quote, he was tied. Jesus said, he was describing the quote. Says this quote, number one, first of all, it is a quote. Number two, it is tied. Number three, that quote 
nobody has ever sat on him. And I already told you that, what it means. Okay, I already told you that that cold, because he's an uncastrated male, young male horse, he has his energy in him. So the meaning of that line, where on no man ever sat, it means that that, that coat has never been used. You have never been used. You have been in a church for a long time. You, done, you, done, you have not been used. You are the one he's describing. It's you we are talking about this night. You know yourself. You know who you are. You are the one. You have not sweated like the way I'm sweating before for, because of something. It's like sweat. You cannot do this and sweat to come. And say, why are you sweating? Forgive. I'm sweating. I can see that. Why am I sweating? Is it because I'm doing sports? I'm preaching. It says, where on never man sat. Do you know what it also means? It also means that you are inexperienced. Let me tell you something. That inexperience is your best qualification for the job. Yeah. Jesus, he, he described what he was looking for specifically. Number one, it is a quote. Number two, it is tight. Number three, you see, the, what I said about you being uh, tight, no, it's not. It's in a good. It's good, in a certain way. <laughs> ah, you don't. You don't mind me in the church again. It's bad, but it's good. Do you understand? Do you understand? Uh-huh. It's like it's like now, no, because you know you have been tied in the same place. You have not done any work before, no. Jesus is coming for you tonight. Tonight, he says, when you go, you find him. He's a coat. He's about nine years old, thereabouts. He's also tied. He's like, something has been keeping him in a particular place. Either he has been working in sin, or he has been working in carnality, or he's ignorant. That is the one I am looking for. Go and find that guy. That guy who has been, who has been sitting in the church doing nothing all these years, no, because of carnality or ignorance or sin. He is the one I want. Find that one for me. So it's a good thing, actually. That's what Jesus wants, that particular one. Are you with me? Number three is that that guy also, no one has ever sat on him. It means he's inexperienced. I'm telling you, if you are inexperienced, in anything, say, um, we are going out for outreach. Then you say, hey, but when we go, what will I say? You are the one that is qualified. Do you understand it? When they say, from today onwards, you're the one leading prayer in the church. Before church starts, you will pray before we start the prayer. You say, hey, but how do they even do it? You are the one. You see, the moment you begin to ask, ask that question, know that therefore you are the one qualified for that particular job. I'm blind in the church. What I'm saying, yeah. You see, if, if you come, if you come and oh, it's funny today, you are the one leading prayer. Oh, okay, this one can. Then it, uh, you know, when I, when I used to be at this thing, no, I used to do it. Oh, uh, shh, want to close our eyes, want to pray tonight. Shh, I feel the spirit of God in this place. No, 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 no. It's not you. It's not you. <laughs> it's not you that we are looking for. <laughs> Do you understand? It's not you we are looking for. No. We are looking for the one that when we say, you are the one doing this in front of today, we say, Aunt Linda, I'll, I'll see you after church, okay? So when you come, you say, Aunt Linda, please, the thing you said I will do, no. Please. Can you... Can you give me the points? I have my notebook here. I'll write it down. Number one, what do I do? When I come, what do I... What do I say? Uh, okay. Give me examples of what they say when they are starting their prayer. Okay. Then you write... Then I write it down. So what verses are possible verses that we, when we are praying, we use? Okay. So when I finish, then what will I do? Okay. Thank you very much, Aunt Linda. Yeah. Then when you come, the first day doesn't work. 
it is even more it's even a more it's even more a confirmation that you are the particular one for the job you are that thing is a qualification <laughs> it, it, it is because you are inexperienced that is why you are the particular guy who must go to jerusalem you because no one ever sat on him are you seeing what i'm trying to show you how you play in the chest we are closing right now right now i'm telling you just show you. two more and then we are closing amen how you people are happy here yeah, I'm feeling happy. <laughs> then Jesus says, when you find him, lose him. Now, it's two things. Answering that. Jesus says, when you find him, lose him. Uncle Paul, lose him. Prosper, lose him. Lose him. Do you understand it? Two things. But Kojo, when she finds you, Allow yourself to be loosed. You see, the, the, what happens? What happens to the lose? What happens to with the losing is that the losing negates the tying. Whatever you do to lose, it cancels the tying. So you are being tied because you are working in sin. You are being tied because you are carnal. You are being tied because you are ignorant. Aunt Linda has to lose you. She has to take away your cure your carnality. She will preach to you. Preaching will cure your carnality. Then you are ignorant also. She will teach you. <laughs> she, she will teach you. She will preach you. Preach to you. Teach you. Make you memorize verses. Because as, as she is curing your carnality and your ignorance and getting you out of sin. Then she's losing you. She's, she's losing you. You must allow yourself to be loosed. Because as for these people, they are losing every Sunday and every Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, we, are, we have come to lose. Today, today, we are come to losing part 14. Part 124. Losing. Then say, today, uh, our losing manual is loyalty and disloyalty. We are losing with loyalty and disloyalty today. So she will lose. Next Sunday, she'll be here again. Today, losing 125. Signs of disloyalty. You must allow yourself to be loosed. Because unless you are released from what you have been tied to, you cannot go to Jerusalem. You cannot go to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is not where you are, it is somewhere else. How many people are in the church? Yeah. Allow her, allow him, whoever is your pastor, who is Jesus sent, he says, he says, he says his disciples to, to go find that coat and lose him. He says, when you find him, he describes it. Who are you? So answering that, who are you looking for? You're looking for a coat. He's young. It's about nine years old, thereabouts. He's 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 you know, he's he's in one place, he doesn't do very much because he's you know that he's kinda he's insane, he's something. So that's the guy you're looking for. And then that guy also that you are looking for, no, he's inexperienced. When you find him, you know you have found the person. When you find him, lose him. Do you understand? Say, come and, sometimes your person comes and say, come and be a shepherd. One day, I went to Rev's office to go and give him. I used to do a pastoral reports. Computer work. I enjoyed it. It was not anything. It was not any serious business. So I went to go and give him this report. When I went, there were some shepherds having a shepherd's class. Leopold in the ministry. 
When I get a report, he says, oh, put it on my table. When I put the thing on the table and I was walking out, he says, William, about you, why, why are you not in this class? Join the class. Lost. Losing me. <laughs> Do you understand it? Allow yourself to be loser. When I say, when they say, come and be a shepherd. You say what? Then now, no, Sunday when you're coming to shepherd's meeting, you know, it's like, now, it's like, where? Where are they? They, they look around, and when we close, when we close from the church, and then it's like, Anthony now is, has passed somewhere. Where is she? <laughs> and the church there, we have many, you can pass here, you can pass here, there's <laughs> so another one there, you can pass in here. There. When you watch around, she's not looking, no, oh, large. Oh, I used to have shepherd's meeting on Wednesdays when I was here. Hey, when I come, I become depressed. So at some point, I, I stopped. Shepherds me say that you are coming so that some losing can happen to you, you know. Because, you see, there are some things that, there are some things that when, Angelina, when you are having a shepherd's meeting, there are some things you say there, you don't say from the pulpit. Do you understand? It's, lose, it's a certain kind, it's, it's a deeper move, move to losing you. Some things we, we say, we don't, there's some revelations, if you share them in the church, then people not, you know, Charlie, there's too much, it can't, it can't work. <laughs> so revelations, they can't, they, it's, it is for closed, closed circuits, you know, a group of people. Allow yourself to join the thing. Let him, let her losing you. Let him losing you. Allow. Am I confusing someone in church? <laughs> and then he says what? And bring him. So, the last, you see, the last two parts of the thing, you know, is for, is for them to do. But it is for you to allow yourself to do. So, she will lose you. Then, she will bring you. Says, why are they taking him to? Bring him. They are bringing him to Jesus. Your pastor is the one who will show you, shows you where to find Jesus. How people in the church? Like yesterday when I came here, I was showing you. I said that you should, you should take your time. Even when, you're, even when you're having your quiet time, there's a certain way to do it. A certain way to, a certain way to position yourself. I am, I am showing you how to come. It says, when you, when you have found him, lose him. When you lose him, bring him. Bring him to me. Bring him. Because I am the one going to sit on him. It's, he, it is it's a certain way. It's like, bring him, present him to me. So I can sit. It is when he, he sits on you, you can go with him to Jerusalem to become significant. You see? So he must, she must bring. Bring. That's why, that's why when I was coming, I brought this people. No? You understand? They, they, what work are they doing for me that... I cannot do it. I, I say you should come and sing. Say you should, you should play keyboard. If they didn't come, I will not be able to preach. Eh? If she doesn't sing, I can't preach. Eh? Oh. But it's not, it's not that. But I am trying to loosen them. When I say come and sing for, come and sing before I come and preach. I, I, I put you in a car from Kumasi. Let's come to Tamale. When I come, I'm coming to. Because people, a lot of people sing. Before she comes, Anointing is in the church already. How many people believe that? Eh. Hey, by the time they are finished doing all the things, choir has come to sing. Maximus has come to do his, his, his own. And then she comes. Anointing is already in the church. So it's not that it's like you now, you have brought something that wasn't there. So if you didn't come, then the thing will not work. No, but I'm trying to lose and to bring him or to bring her. So I think when you come, come and sing. Sing. Any song I say you should sing, you sing it. When you sing, when you sing it, then it's losing and bringing. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. 
eh, play keyboard for him so he can say keyboard or bon or bon. Me bon yomia. Song song. I have to tell the song that I'm going to. She's going to sing weeks before. Otherwise, the thing cannot work. <laughs> ah. Meanwhile, can you imagine? So if I, if, so if right now if I'm sitting down right now in the chair, and then like, some song becomes, say, hmm, I think you must sing this song. The keyboard will say, no, 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 <laughs> no. The keyboard, the keyboard will say, hmm, in this song. <laughs> We have not rehearsed it. We can't. We can't sing it today. Earlier, <laughs> forgive. Amen. So if that is not the reason why I carry them with me. But it is. It is because of the revelation that I saw from this scripture. When I saw it, I said that Charlie, that it's my job, the end there, that I must lose him and I must bring him. Do you understand it? I must lose him and I must. So, so let's go. It is costing us. When I go to STCR. We're going to buy a ticket. When I look at the ticket, the new ticket price on the wall, I almost fainted. <laughs> then I asked the woman, I said, Why has the price increased? Because it used to be 12 cities. When I got it, it was 20 cities. Why has the price of the ticket? I knew why, but I wanted to be sure. Why has the price of the ticket increased? And so, oh, because now it is a VIP bus. So, it's gonna see this one difference. Can you imagine? But it's my job. It's my job to lose him and to bring him. Lose him and to bring. It is. It is when we have come to the point of bringing that coat can go to Jerusalem, can do something that is going to save the world. It's not a small job. Oh. It's not a. It's not. It's not a cheap job. We are going to save the world from their sin to move them. I was to to translate them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Maximus, it's not a small job. Amen. We are closing. Now let me show you something. Go to the next. Then, then watch. Watch what happens. It says, and if any man say unto you, why do you this? Say that. Go. You, you, you keep going. Next one. Next. Ah, the computer is slow or something. Next. Ah, no, here, here. Verse 5. And watch what happens. When Aunt Linda is now trying to lose and to bring, and certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye? Losing the code. Do you know what happens? Interestingly, it is your parents who will say that, What are you doing? Why are they going on Saturday morning? They come to church. Tuesday, they are in church. Uh, Thursday, they, they come for something. Friday, they come to something. Saturday, they come to something. Sunday, they come to something. And some people who stood by where the guy was, no. then they were asking, What are you doing? <laughs> It's normal. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. Jesus told them before they got there that it will happen. That when you really say, you are going where? Quiet practice. Every day you are going somewhere. Every day you are going. Why? What are you doing? Say, ah, answering that, please. Then they will call you. Why? Why? They, 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 every time they are going. Why? What is the? Say, you are going for. You are going where? Accra. I have some, some children in my church. When I say that we are going for Shonkom, children who have parents in the church. One boy came to me and said that eh, his mother will not allow, allow him to go. And I said, why? He said, his mother says that eh, if, if, um, if other parents can, can leave their children to go somewhere, she, she can't do that. Unless she's going some, the boy can't go. Unless, unless she's accompanying us to Shonkom. 
to go and stay in, in the house where you're going to stay with the children. You know? Unless she is going, you know, the boy can't go. Another, another one said, eh, eh, we cannot take care. She doesn't know. She's not sure that we can take care of. Her. And see, the boy that I'm talking about, the one who says that, her mother says that we can't take care of him, you know, he's my drama. He's my drama. He plays drama. He's the one who comes to the church. He comes to the church early morning before me I arrive. He, he sweeps the church. Arrange, it's, not, it's not Ogidi. Arranges the chairs in the place, the drums and everything. The church neat. Plays my drums. I bought him drums so that he can play it. I'm losing him. <laughs> then I said, let's go to Shonkong. Then his mother is saying that uh, he's not sure we can we can we can what does he eat? He says, and certain of them that stood there said unto them, what do we? Losing the, why are you losing him? As if the losing is a bad thing. Why are you losing him? Why? But I'm telling you that it, it happened to that quote. To happen to you too. It's normal. Okay, move on. We are closing. And they said unto him, even as Jesus had commanded, go on. And they brought the quote Jesus and cast their garments on him. This is Anao. Is he like I'm standing here right now? See how I'm standing here right now. Reverend Joy said that when she was here, Tuesday, and then she heard that they were announcing the convention, then she realized that the thing, you know, it wasn't a small thing. It was a serious. When I saw the post, I said, hey, <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> they, they cast their garments upon. People have woken up, they have dressed, they have bathed. Some people don't bath in the evenings, but because of the convention, they have bathed. Because of me. <laughs> Forgive. They don't bath in the evenings, but because of me, they have bathed. They have sprayed themselves. They have worn dress, nice dress, iron their shirts nicely, and everything on a Friday evening. Friday evening, I come to sit here. That is the, that is the casting their garment. When you allow yourself to be loosed and you are brought, when you come to Jesus, what will happen? They will cast. The, listen, no, it was the pastors. It was Jesus' assistant pastors. They took their clothes and they put it on the coats. Took their dresses, took it off. They covered the guy. They tried to make the guy look presentable. Then, the good part, Jesus himself sat on him. You don't want to know what will happen to you when Jesus sits on you. If Jesus sits on you. The Bible says, and when Jesus was coming out of the Jordan, the Spirit of God came like a dove and sat upon him. You know what it says? In the, in the, in the, in the upper room, in Acts, the Bible says that the Spirit, the Spirit came like clothing tongues and sat on their heads. It always sits, Jesus is sitting it's a certain sign of anointing. Like now, he, now that you have been brought, he sits on you. You don't want to know what happens. If you read Bishop's book, Steps to the Anointing, he shows you he numbers for you in Psalm 89 what happens to the Lord's anointed when the Spirit of God comes upon him. You don't want to know what happens when Jesus sits on you. But you must allow, you must allow the process. You must be a loosening. You must come through the process, be untied, and be brought to him. Continue, we are closing. Then he says, let's say it. And many, so beside the pastors, watch, 
And many spread their garments in the way. And others cut down branches off the trees and straw them in the way. And what happened? Verse 9. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that come, cometh in the name of the Lord. And this thing, you see, it's applying to Jesus, but it's applying to you too. Because it's like he and the quote are coming. Coming in the name of the Lord. Where are we going? We are going to Jerusalem. To do what? We are going to die. To save the world. <laughs> save the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people are blessed? How many can see what I'm trying to show you? Yeah. It's, in my, listen, it's my prayer that, that if you are in this place by now, you, something is happening within your spirit. That, you see, you, you, I pray for you that you will, become, you will become unsatisfied with your life as it is, as it was for me. Me, I wept many, many, many nights. I know. And when I look back at it, I used to wonder. And I have worked, you know, I, I used to, when I was in secondary school, I used to walk, we had streets that went around the house. I, I remember that many nights I used to just be walking alone on the streets. You know, it was only when I came to Somalia I realized that there was something called a melancholic temperament, temperament which probably was causing my problem. But you see, I understood. I used to be walking. Sometimes I could be walking, uh, I would just, I'd just be talking to God and just asking, why, why do I feel that my life is useless? Now, if somebody consider I have suicidal tendencies, no, no, no. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to die. I, I just felt that. I just felt it, something inside of me felt that there must be more than this. Yeah. Forgive. I felt. I felt. I, I felt so. So I know many nights. Many, sometimes I'm. I'm just lying. I, it, it comes upon me. It just comes upon me. Something like it's, it's, It cannot be all. It cannot be all. I was looking for something for a long time. I found it. When I found it, then I knew that uh uh-huh, this was a thing. And I prayed a prayer for that. What I felt, you know, how bad it was, made it be bad for you like that. It's like a curse. That's a good curse. <laughs> may, may there be a certain longing inside of you to go to Jerusalem that nothing can quench it. May May it be a desperate feeling that you will run to get it answered and met in the name of Jesus. It's, it's like a curse. But it's a good case if it's a curse. May it not go away. Not for a day. Not at any moment. May you always feel that your life is useless. Every time. Every day. May you never... Never, ne- there should be nothing that can even for a brief moment make you feel that your life is okay the way it is being tied where you are tied may you feel it may it not stop until you have been loosed and brought to him in the name of Jesus put your hands to your feet hallelujah amen oh is that how you are clapping for the, for the Lord amen hallelujah Amen. You want to close your eyes and you want to just talk to Jesus. You want to talk to Jesus. Look at your life. Look at the quote and see what is missing. Pray about it. Is it carnality or ignorance? Or what is it? Is it sin? Talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. Pray. Be serious about it. Ask for what I have I have proclaimed and declared in Jesus name it will come to pass they will, you, you will not be able to quench it it will be there 
to be there to be to be there that hunger and that thirst it will not go away me i have said it by the anointing of the holy spirit it will be there you will run and find a way to satisfy it pray to god about it what is it that is tying you what is keeping you where you are why why are you still where you are why are you not on your way to jerusalem why why talk to god about it if it's ignorance lord open down my eyes that i may behold wondrous things out of thy law open down my eyes oh god if it's sin lord grant me the grace oh god to come out lord and to live my life for you if it's carnality pray ask god to help you ask god to help you in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word, your sweet, sweet word. Thank you for opening our eyes, oh God, to see who we are, what you desire that we will be, where you are taking us, what your plans and your purposes for our lives are, oh God. We pray for grace, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In every area, oh God, and we are tied, oh Lord. Whatever is keeping us, Lord, grant us the grace, oh God, to be loose, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray for every single person in this place. May no one live a life of insignificance in the name of Jesus. May nobody's life count for nothing, oh God, even in eternity, Lord, in the name of Jesus. May no one pass his time on this earth, oh God, not having walked, oh God, even in the grace, Lord, and in your purpose for their lives in Jesus' name. I pray for your anointing upon everyone in this place, oh God. Lord, lose in the name of Jesus. Lose everyone that is tied, oh God, by any circumstance, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let your anointing fall, oh God, and lose someone in this place in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your fire fall down, oh God, tonight, Lord, and lose someone in this place, Lord, in the name of Jesus. May there be a burning and a yearning in someone's heart, oh God, that will never be quenched, oh God, in the name of Jesus. May someone be to feel something, oh God, as I felt it, Lord. May they feel it, oh God, until it is satisfied, Lord, in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Touch somebody, oh God. Touch somebody in this place, oh God somebody in this place oh god in the name of jesus lord we thank you and we give you praise we give you all the glory in the mighty name of jesus amen hallelujah now i want to say something i want i want to is there anybody here who feels that i, I should have been doing more i should have been doing something i'm not doing anything i'm, I'm like a cold that is inexperienced that is uncastrated why have you stopped playing? You are making the whole atmosphere feel some way. Hallelujah. Anybody here feels that oh, we are all okay? I would just give, if you, if you feel that way, maybe I'll not say come and stand for Just raise your hand, let me see. To the Lord. You, you feel that, Charlie, I still have energy. Energy. Close your eyes. Father, I pray for all those who have lifted their hands, oh God. Do something, Lord. Do something, oh God. I pray for grace. The most precious thing that we can ask for, Lord, grace. That thing that allows us to be able to do that which we cannot do on our own, oh God. I pray for grace in the name of Jesus. I pray for grace, O God, for help that comes from heaven, O God, in the name of Jesus. Grace, whatever has held them, O God, till now, Lord, I lose them in the name of Jesus. I declare them loosed, O God, set free, O God, to do your will, O God, 
to move, oh God, to Jerusalem, Lord, to become significant, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I give you praise for the thing that you have begun to do tonight, oh God, and it is permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And, and tonight, and tonight, last prayer. If you are here tonight and you're not born again, eyes closed everywhere. If you're not born again, you are, you are a coat. Tight. Tight. Very tight. I want to get the opportunity to become born again. You want to say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I am not sure how I am standing with Jesus. But tonight, you have the opportunity to give your life to Jesus and say, Lord, take my life. Let it be consecrated, O oh Lord, to you. If you are here like that, just raise up your right hand and give me a wave in the church. You want to say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to say, Lord, take my life. Let it be yours. Save me. Deliver me. Write my name in the book of life. Make me yours. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for grace. We thank you, O oh God, that this grace, angels desire to look into it. They don't understand it. But you have given it to us. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And give him a shout if you can. Amen. Take your seats in the church.